This is episode four. I believe it's episode four. Um, I'm joined by another guest. You may now state your name. I'm Bella. Do you want my last name? Yes, please. Oh, Bella Eberly. And Bella, can you just uh, talk a little bit about first your experience at Crane, who you are, what you do here? Just free range, whatever you want to do with that. You okay. Don't have to. okay, so I'm Bella. Um, I'm a senior here at Crane. Um, I study music education. And I guess like the cool kind of fun thing about me is that I'm on like most of the tracks here, which is a lot of work. I'm on the band and orchestra track. Plus I do special ed. I'm getting my performance certificate. Um, I'm primarily a clarinetist. Um, and then it's been like this whole uphill battle trying to um, add the orchestra track, but it, it, it is added. I'm on it. It's all taken care of. But that was like a big part of like the first like two, two and a half years of me being here was really trying to get that added. Um, I came in actually as a double major with clarinet performance. Um, I dropped that my literal first week of being here. Um, <laughs> but I am getting my performance certificate, hopefully if I can pull off my hour recital. Um, yeah, um, and I guess like the reason I, I chose Crane in the first place was so that I could do all those things. So I could really be flexible and kind of personalize my college experience um, in a ways that other schools don't really offer. Like we have a lot of really unique opportunities here. And at the time I didn't even realize like how cool that was that I, that I get to do all this. Um, yeah, does that answer your question? It does. Okay. It does. Um, no, and it, it is really cool. I had this conversation with previous guests, shout out to Dylan, but like doing, you're able to come here and be on like all these different tracks and pursue things that you enjoy, which is awesome. Um, one question I will ask as a follow-up, how do you feel it is um, like balancing that workload and finding time to attend to like each? Because um, it sounds like you got quite a, quite a plate full. It is a lot of work. It was especially a lot of work, like like I said, like the first two years, because that's when um, you take like all your tech classes here. So, uh, like you know, I took all the same band classes. So like my first year, I took like woodwind. So like let's just take like my first semester for example. Like I took clarinet tech and bassoon tech, and then I was also in bass playing and string seminar. So those were like my string classes. And then the second semester, I took actually took um, flute, saxophone, and oboe tech all at the same time, and then I took viola and cello playing. Um, so like that was like a lot of work in terms of the tech classes. Um, so in terms of like practicing like those um, secondary instruments was quite a bit of time, especially you know when you're preparing for levels or juries or whatever it is, even not as like a performance major or like even like the performance certificate, but until you pass your level A, like there's a lot that you have to do. Um, and I ended up doing my level A my first year. So that was a lot of time just spent in a practice room. Um, and especially even just learning violin because I didn't learn violin until I was a senior in high school. So I spent a lot of time trying to get to a level where I felt comfortable because I knew I was gonna have to attempt my level A if I, um, on violin if I wanted to get onto the orchestra track. So lots of time practicing a whole bunch of different instruments, um, attending classes, going to lessons. Um, there were like 
some like logistical things that were a little confusing like just schedule wise because as far as i know i'm the only person who is on the band and orchestra track currently there are a couple people who do like one instrumental track and choral or general uh, i'm pretty sure i haven't met anyone else who's on both like instrumental tracks so obviously like there hasn't really been a need to like ameliorate some of those schedule conflicts but um yeah it definitely was a lot to balance it's kind of gotten better now because you know as you become an upperclassman your schedule kind of lightens up um i've passed my level uh, on both clarinet and violin i passed my level a on violin i think well it was the whole process <laughs> levels are weird um so that's done and now i just i really just get to teach oh the other weird thing is my <laughs> sophomore year fall semester i was in cso for both clarinet and violin so halfway through the concert, you see last year second violin get up and go to play principal clarinet. Um, and everyone was very confused, um, not excluding Dr. Lai. She was like, what? Like, what do you want to you want to do this now? But she was actually quite supportive. Um, yeah, so that was that was fun. Luckily, I didn't run into that problem after that. I was able to balance it better, especially once they added the chamber orchestra. But yeah, that's so dope. Just walking up there like, hold up. Let me get my clarinet all set up. Um, yeah, and like I mentioned this about the level A. I remember like hearing about the levels from my sister, and like levels to me just seemed to be like like the final boss of a video game. It was like levels were like this just this huge villain. Um, but I have a, a question about coursework. So if you had to do all those tech classes for orchestra and violins, did you then were you like excused from doing orchestra tech and then band? Okay, as I, I had a yeah. I had a feeling. Um, those are pretty much the only things that like you get yeah. yeah. <laughs> two credits or, yeah. or is it two half credits but um so now you're gearing up for student teaching next semester right mm -hmm. is that going to be like general music and then band or orchestra or are you like get to pick or do they just kind of put you wherever or do you have to do both uh so i'm pretty sure after speaking to my advisor so i haven't gotten my official placement yet but based on like my student teaching interview and talking to him my first placement will more than likely be in an elementary general setting because that's usually where people do their ed tpa i'm planning on doing the ed tpa i know that right now a lot of people are opting for the atsw but i'm i'm gonna go for the ed tpa because and i i did ask him about that because for, probably for my secondary placement i was like what are you gonna do with me you know like i i have all these like i wear all these hats and i'm like i really would like just like an overall instrumental placement. So I do believe that those exist. So maybe he was able to find a cooperative teacher who does band and orchestra, or he said that it's possible that, you know, I'll be with a band teacher, but I'll also get orchestra experience in that same school if there's a second teacher who does orchestra. So I'm not sure. I am hopeful because I know, like, I, I'm student teaching in the Western New York area. So there's yeah buffalo yeah there's a lot um there's a lot to choose from there and i specifically kind of hinted at like maybe like a rural placement where you know there's kind of one teacher who does it all yeah. like i could that that might be a good idea so yeah i'll, I'll keep you posted on that <laughs> once i find out where yeah, my placement is i know yeah, how do you think i feel yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no it, it really is it's awesome that like like you said like it's truly one of one like they kind of are like what do we do with this? But and I think it's I think it's really cool because it allows you to go into a school with a vast amount of knowledge and be like, 
like you said, going from violin, clarinet, going from teaching saxophone to teaching somebody cello, back to teaching somebody percussion, like it's truly is remarkable. Um, what's like the most, like what's like the strangest thing, the strangest thing that's happened to you at Crane? I don't know, like, like a funny story, I, I don't know. No, I, I have quite the story for you. Um, so this is something that haunts me. Um, so, um, so I was, this was like my like literal first week as a freshman, like brand new. Um, and a bunch of other freshmen were like, hey, Bella, like we're gonna go like sneak into hot, or not, not hot summer, we were gonna sneak into Snell. And we were gonna just like play in there because like, obviously like that's super cool. You know, no one was in there. Like we like, it was like during the like broad daylight. Like it, it wasn't like that big of a deal. It wasn't like some like, you know, like undercover mission. We just like went in there. Like that's, that's yeah, no, um, we just went in there and it was actually a bunch of string players, um, which I, I was in there, I was just like hanging out. I was like, okay, this is a really, really great chance to meet people. And as I mentioned, I was in bassoon tech my first semester. So I was like, let me whip out my bassoon. I'm going to, I'm going to practice some bassoon. Yeah. And, um, of course, when you play a double reed instrument, you have a, a thing of reed water. Um, and in my infinite wisdom, I knocked that reed water all over Snell's stage. But that's not the worst part. Like, that's fine, right? Like, no biggie. Um, so, you know, the, the bathroom closest to Snell is obviously a men's room. M my logic is that further down the hall should be the women's room, not knowing that they're just on the complete opposite side of the building. So I walk in, I, I go down, didn't even, I didn't even look at the sign. Like, I, I know how to read, I just chose not to. And, um, I see a professor who, no, standing at a urinal, hands like this, like fists on his hips. Like a superhero. Like a superhero, yeah, you know, just doing his thing. And instead of like just walking out, you know, playing it cool, and like he didn't see me, I go, oh, this is the men's room. And he turns around and makes it eye is. contact with me. Yeah, no, he's like, you know, he's he's not in the wrong, I guess, kind of, like, I guess he was like peeing in a really weird way, but like, and, and, like it's not that big of a deal. Um, I made it worse. Um, yeah, so yeah, you know, like I, I could have just left. I could have just left, but I didn't. I, I made my presence known, um, made that poor man feel uncomfortable, and I did end up taking his class the next semester. Um, and I prayed every day that he did not remember. He never mentioned it, but I do. Th I think about that quite often. Um, every time I need uh, paper towels, and I know exactly where the bathrooms are now. Yeah, that's that's very. So we'll wrap this up. Oh yeah. So you guys fix the place. We are in. Just notice we are in a public setting of packed lobby. Mm -hmm. Do you want to describe why you picked packed sure. lobby? Um. So I have good memories in pack. You know, this is like a good place where like crane people and just like um you know the dancers and the theater majors just kind of get together and like you know there's the cafe there so people of all walks of life yeah. come in here going, man. yeah starbucks. yep <laughs> starbies but now we have the competitive starbucks and union yeah. but you know so this is this is a good place yeah. i remember definitely coming here my freshman year when i lived in Knowles, Knoll south and you know like that yeah, first like week Mm -hmm. I truly we'll wrap it up. Last question. Any parting words to the millions, <laughs> almost billions, we're getting there, yes. of fans <laughs> out there? Um, words of encouragement, advice. Yeah. Um, 
um, knock, knock, just kidding. I don't know any jokes. Um, <laughs> I guess I would say, you know, like people can do really difficult things. It's kind of been like my mantra the past however long, you know, cause reflecting on the past, you know, almost four years now, like I'm almost done here and I've done a lot of stuff that I never thought I would do. So it's not, not to be like corny, like just keep going, you know, like, yeah. but I mean, I think I, maybe the biggest takeaway is for people who go to, who do go to college, um, is that your education is what you make of it and that you should be selfish about your education. Like if, if you want something like make it happen, be persistent, you're paying, might as well like make it your own. You might as well make yourself marketable and network and just do the things that don't, don't regret not doing something. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like I would have really regretted not really pushing to add a second track and, you know, doing all these things like it like I'm very glad that I I did those things because I feel much more prepared and I feel much more fulfilled as a person like not even just in terms of like employment like I'm just I feel very content in my decisions here it, it no it's a very admirable um personal thing you wanted something and you like you said it was difficult but you got it done at the end of the day um we're coming on. I will see this a weekly thing. See you all next week, or you'll hear me, or I'll see you around the school.